the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I hope you're having a great Saturday morning. I hope... Uh, I hope I'm your mentor. I hope I'm entertaining. I hope you learn a lot. But learn so much you can help others. Let's take it to the Lord. Heavenly Father, bless each and every person out there. Absorb all your word, all the wisdom and the knowledge that they need to get by in this old world. It's crazy going on right now, full of pride and greed and keeping up with the Joneses. Bless each and every person to know you, love you, honor, and serve you, and be blessed by your presence. And I love... Proverbs 1, five. let the wise listen to add to their learning. Bless each and every one of these people with it that's listening today. And that's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, I put on there Ezekiel 13.10. I'm going to open up the second half with that. And how's that pertain to the car business? Amazing. i tell you what, there's so much information in the Word, so much stuff. You know, that was written two, three, four thousand years ago, and it's still true today, and it still shows us people. You know, I've judged people by their character, their actions. I love Martin Luther King, what he said, you know, not the skin color. I love everybody. You know, but I feel sorry for those people who are always out there in a rage. You know, I don't understand Charlottesville. Uh... Would you go to a gunfight? Would you go to a, a fight? Let people protest and leave them alone. Because all you're doing is creating a mess. If nobody would have showed up and those guys would have showed up that went there to, to demonstrate, there would never have been any hurt. There wouldn't have been anything. But, oh, no, my opinion is my God. And when your opinion gets to be your God, your head gets messed up and your thinking gets messed up. And I get offended easy and I've got my rights and I deserve it. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm a CHL carrier. I've got a pistol. I'm subject to have it on me all the time. But I don't look for a fight. I look to escape. I look to protect. But these people go up. Would you go up to the Hell's Angels where they're at being, they're having a, a get-together? No. You get out of the way. But, oh, no, we want to tell everybody. But, see, that's what happens when our thinking gets that way. And then we can't get it back in control. So when your thinking is out of whack, do you make purchases, make bad decisions? That was a bad decision going up there and going against those people. And if we wouldn't have said a word, it would never hit the news. It would never happen. People wouldn't have got hurt. It wasn't blown out of proportion. Hey, they got rights. I don't agree with them. I don't agree with most of the people. I agree with whatever the Bible says. But the problem is we want to fit into society. Just like in a car. Oh, man, I got to have me the Mac Daddy pickup. Oh, four-wheel drive lifted up so I can tear up the fuel mileage. I can tear up the suspension. But I look cool. Don't I look cool? Oh, man, I look cool. Don't have no money left at the end of the month. I got locked up in debtor's prison for 84 months. Oh, man, but ain't I having fun with no money? But I sure look cool, you know. And then all of a sudden, I notice everybody's got a pickup like that. We're all carrying air. We never get it off the pavement unless we just want to go out there and tear it up. But I, what controls your thinking, your character, your thoughts, your actions? 
You know, the problem is we judge others in what they say and they do. But we judge ourselves our own intentions, what we think we're going to do. And I'm going to tell you how to buy a car, but I'm driving one that's owed too much money on. And I'm going to tell you how to buy a car right, but I go in there and I'm, I'm so know-it-all that the dealerships put me together. Oh, they love know-it-alls. Oh, man, you're so right. They're the easiest people to sell. You just convince them that they're right and they're never making a mistake and you can't beat them. And they eat it up their old head, gets the size of a, a pumpkin, and they feel so good and they sign up and they make plenty of money. Hey, it takes a lot of money to open up these dealerships, and it's getting worse. Name a fixed overhead that's gone down in the last 20 years, living expense the last 20 years. But has wages kept up with it? The price of automobiles have priced themselves out of the market. I mean, I remember when we were thinking $10,000 for a new car. And, of course, that was a long time ago. I've been around forever, me and Moses. But anyway, I remember when they said in a few years the average car is going to be $10,000. Us in the business said, how are people going to afford it? Now it's forty or 50000 Oh, man. I just And I was out on a piece of property looking at it the other day. And there went a $400,000 Bentley. And then I saw the guy driving it out in the field. Now, how do you drive a $400,000 car out in a pasture? Excuse me. Man, I think I'd take care of something a little more than that. You know, we have these possessions, but are we taking care of them? Are we thinking about them? Or we just don't care? Well, caring hurts. If you do care, you think a little longer. If you do care, you know, and that's what's the problem is that the people that we care the most about can hurt us the most. But are we taking care of the people around us by making better decisions, living the, our actions are right? That's the key. But anyway, we're going to do Ezekiel right after that. Let me give you a market report. Man, cars are high. The nice ones, the low miles ones, the ones everybody wants. But let me tell you something. If it's high miles, got a few dents, a little edgy, nah, not working very well. Not working very well. And the prices of new ones, I've got 15 passenger vans if you need some. And they're $22,000, dollars $23,000. And they're low miles, around 20,000 miles. And a new one's $45,000, $46,000. They're Almost twenty thousand. There are twenty thousand dollars off, and I want your old fifteen passenger van. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I buy all kinds of stuff. I'm buying a Lexus with a bad motor right now. Bought a, a Chevrolet pickup with a bad transmission. Uh, just sold a a sixteen four Dodge four. I mean a Dodge four by four diesel. Uh, got a couple of other Dodge diesel low miles four wheel drives coming in. Um, Looking for a 15 Corvette for a good friend of mine. Just all kinds of stuff out there. All kinds of stuff available. But I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Follow the easy process of describing your car. Walk around it. Pretend you're going to buy it. See what needs to be fixed or not fixed. I fix stuff cheaper than you can. So you don't have to worry about fixing things that you're going to sell me the unit. Now, if you're going to sell it retail, you need to look at it a little harder, see what needs to be fixed in order to sell it. But if it needs fixing, I fix things cheaper than anybody. But anyway, describe your car and describe it well. And then on my website, learn to buy and sell cars.com, and I'll make you an offer. And I want to buy your vehicle. Uh, I usually outbid the, the big box stores around nine out of ten times because I know so many places to sell it. And, you know, so many places specialize in certain units. But I buy and sell, I buy box trucks, I buy dump trucks, I buy big trucks, I buy buses, I buy people carriers, I buy low mileage cars, high mileage cars, it doesn't matter. So describe your car. Now I'm gonna make you an offer, you know where you stand. I'm gonna make money, but you can add a little money if you're gonna trade it in, add even more money if you're gonna sell it on your own. But that way you know exactly what your vehicle's worth. And that's what we want. And you can sell it to me if you don't want. Hey, if you sell it on your own, you need to give me a call because there's some there's some problems on selling your own. Go to a police station or fire station to show it. 
And because it's too dangerous, don't let them know where you live. Don't show them the title until it's time. Tell them I got the title. You know, just make sure. Be safe. There's too many people, bad people out there stealing cars, and they're stealing cars acting like they're going to buy it. So after you describe the car, you know what it's worth now. You can sell it to me, trade it off, or do something else. Go to the other side of LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Get your credit score. FTC.gov will tell you to tell you what it is. It's the safest place to go. FTC.gov. Then look at your credit. Clean it up. Get the score as high as you can because there might be something on there you paid off and they didn't take it off or something on there that shouldn't be on there. I told you about my son. He bought his daughter, uh, my granddaughter, a vehicle. And all of a sudden in Louisville, Texas, they got his credit up there. They got his Social Security number. And if somebody was trying to buy a $60,000 car with his ID. So make sure somebody hadn't put something on your credit. Look at it. You probably need to look at it two or three times a year. So now that you've got your credit cleaned up, talk to the bank, credit union, talk to four, five, six of them. Go online, see what's on available online. There's a lot of people financing cars online. Talk to, hey, and if you find a credit union, it's right close to what you're, you can get to interest rate on your bank or your credit union. Go with a new one. Open up those avenues. Get more than one person that you can do business with. Keep available just in case you need to borrow the money. After you've got that lined up, figure out how much interest you're going to pay, uh, what the total note's going to be, how long it's going to be. Just take a good look. Make it fit your budget. I know on YouTube people who train salespeople at lots, at dealerships, will tell you, don't mention budget. Oh, no, but you need budget. Hey, Warren Buffett's got a budget. So it's so know exactly what you're doing. Make it fit your budget. Understand it. And then start looking. Talk to your mechanic. Hey, I'm going to buy a 13 Camry. You have any problems with them? You work on them? Are the parts cheap? Go talk to a parts store. Talk to a body shop. I may be bringing you a car to let you look at it, see if it's been in an accident. Carfax is not always right. Most of the time, but not always. See if the car's a good car, it fits right. You know, just in case you can't do it on your own. Single moms, single ladies, get some help. Get somebody to give you a hand. Some relative, friend, or somebody. Had a lady come up with her uh, grandson, who was a mechanic, and looked at a car that she bought. Good. You know, she asked me, she said, is all right, I'll bring my grandson to look at it. I'm positive. I want somebody to look at it, or I want you to take it to a shop to have it certified or have it looked at, you know. And certification's not as a big deal as everybody thinks it is. It's just extended warranty that a mechanic has run through and looked at it and looked at a few things on it and checked everything. And But a lot of people can do the same thing at a lot less price. That you buy a certification, you pay a nine hundred to fifteen hundred for certification, and then you pay for an extended warranty. Well, that just adds on more profit to the dealership. So you got to understand exactly what it all costs. And when you're talking about profit, if they if they charge you twenty five hundred and you paid let's say a thousand, now you're at thirty five hundred for that extended warranty, and you got to make five thousand to pay for that thirty five hundred. After-tax money. People don't talk about after-tax money, but it's a big factor. It really is. So after you talk to mechanic, body shop, friends, gone online, looked at Consumer Report, looked at gone and see if there's any recalls, check the, the national, um, check all of it. you got to be mentally, physically, spiritually, and prayed up to go buy a car. You're in a battle. You're in a spiritual battle for your cash money, your budget money, your uh, back pocket national. And you don't realize it. It, You think these $50 million dealerships, the money grows on trees, that it don't cost much to open up the door? It takes a million and a half a month to open up most of them. And it's going to be $2 million a year pretty soon. The, the national... Dealers Association know that it's growing in leaps and bounds, and all of them are. I had dealers complaining to me last week when we were talking about it. I walked in the auction, had several dealers telling me how high their overhead is. We're all trying to cut it. I keep mine about one-thirtieth of what new car dealers uh, pay, and even less than that most of the time because it depends on 
how many vehicles you do and how many you sell, what you can do. The dealership that don't sell many got to make a lot more money. 80% of them will rip you off. 20% will tell you the truth. I know the ones that tell you the truth. I've been in the business 54 years. Remember, I started buying and selling cars when I was 14, 49 to 51 Fords. I'll tell that story some other time. So you've got everything lined up. You've made a decision. You've talked to everybody. You went to Consumer Report, and that's sometimes right, or most of the time. And you've picked out a vehicle. Now it's time to figure out old market, new market. I've told you about that. If a dealer's owned it for 90 days, he's on the old market. But low miles, nice cars are bringing a lot of money. High mileage cars are tough to sell. And I I talked to a lady, and she was going to buy a new car. She had 65,000 miles. I said, why are you buying a new car? Well, I went into the service department. Man, these service departments do everything to sell more cars. You know, you're getting at that age on this vehicle. A vehicle had a lot of life left to it. I said, but if you really want to get, that car's got 200,000 miles left in it. It was a good car. And she takes care of it. I said, if you really want to get rid of it, get the money's worth, go to 78,000 miles, and then trade it. She said, why? I said, because you're not going to lose any value from 65 to 75 and make payments to yourself. She said, well, that makes sense. How long is it going to take you to get there? It's going to take me a year and a half, two years, because I don't drive very much. Well, why waste that money? You're going to buy a new one. It's going to lose another 2000 3000 when you drive it off the showroom floor. And then you're going to lose the value on this one because they're going to get top retail price. Now, here's the key. She's got a great Hyundai, low miles, nice, brand new in the box. She calls, she takes it to one Hyundai dealer, and they hit her at 5500 Then she takes it to another Hyundai dealer. Oh, my goodness, they're going to beat that deal 6000 Again, it's worth eight grand. How much of the money is a dealer going to pick up on her valuable car? No, we're not through. That's a retailable unit. Low miles, nice cars. They're going to retail it for ten grand, eleven grand, and they go. They wanted to give her fifty five hundred. They're going to make fifty five hundred on her. Excuse me. That's your product. You're selling her a new one. She loves the product. She knows that she hasn't had any problem with it, and you're wanting to. Make fifty five hundred on one of your return customers? Excuse me, Bubba. I think we got a problem here. Yeah. You know, you've lost that love and feeling. Yes, you have. Here's a wonderful customer with a wonderful product. And you want to rip her head off. Gee, thanks. But anyway, I've talked her into keeping the car for a while. And then she's, when she gets 77, 78,000 miles, then we'll take a look at it. Because she's not going to lose any value in the next year and a half, two years, because we don't have enough low miles, nice cars. Now, in cars with accidents, I've been calling on a lot of cars with accidents. They're worth something. They're just not worth top dollar. And, man, I'm telling you, I talked about the lady who sold me her car last week that, when she bought it from a dealership two years ago, they said there was no accidents on it and had three accidents on it. They lied like a dog, man, to this lady, and she was hot, and her husband was hot. Oh, man, they lied to us. But I catch when you're buying a vehicle, you need a little protection. Get a, a Carfax, get something to show the history of that car. Because when you get ready to sell it and you didn't look at it and the dealer didn't show it to you and the dealer didn't give you a copy of it, well, one lady that I bought her Highlander, and this has brought up more and more stories. I brought I brought it up last week, but I need to bring it up again. She didn't look at the Carfax. The guy showed her a Carfax with a different number, that type of car, but he found one. He just kept going through the, the computer on Carfax till he found one that didn't have a accident on it and he showed her that one she didn't look at the vin number you need to check the vin number on the car you're buying that's a new trick for car dealers let me sh- find me a carfax on the on the 09 highlander and put the vin number in it and, and change it around till i find one and then i'll show them that this is it now i'm not going to give them a copy of it i'm not going to sign it because i'll show that i lied to them and i cheated them but i'm going to show them that there's no accident on it she had an accident on it Cost her about seven thousand dollar loss plus textile transfer. That's another probably fifteen hundred. 
You know, it cost her 8500 for about a six-month ride because she was unhappy with the unit and didn't buy what she wanted. But she caught a great individual who claimed to be a dealer, who sold her on the unit, showed her to Carfax. There's so much that goes on in the car business you would not believe what's going on. And I just happen to have an article. If we get a little time, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to show it on Facebook Live. That's Randy Adams' Facebook Live. The coming crackdown on dealer fraud. Man, they're showing this policeman hauling this guy. You remember when we used to play those games, uh, Boardwalk or something or whatever it was? Chance, go directly to jail. This policeman's hauling. Do not pass. Go. Go and collect 200 there it is. They're coming down on dealer fraud. Oh, man. I'm telling you, and I'm, I'm going to study the article, and you know, uh, and it's telling dealers to avoid these crimes. Mercy. They know they're doing it. 80% of them will rip you off. 20% will tell you the truth. Oh, man. That's what this show's all about. Getting your head straight talking about even inner healing, reconciliation to God. But get your head straight. Get common sense. Let the Holy Spirit open your eyes so you can see. And how I, I talk about this. Man, I was a heathen, and the good Lord came into my life and opened my eyes, gave me common sense, and let me see. He's brought so many blessings to my life. It's not money that matters. It's blessings of helping people, serving, loving, caring. Hey, joy. Hey, what has happened to peace? Well, that's part of Ezekiel, peace. Ezekiel 13.10, if you want to open up your Bible, we're going to talk about it on the second half of the show. Peace. Do you have peace on your last purchase? Huh? Excuse me. You've lost that loving feeling? Oh, yes, I have. Man, I don't love an old vehicle like I used to, and there's no money left at the end of the month. Oh, man. Hey, the payment's not too high. They come too often. That's about like title loans. But anyway, now we've got a decision on buying a vehicle. We got our head straight. We got good thinking. We got, we're rested up. We're fed up. And we got time. Because if you walk in that dealership and you're not feeling great to your full potential, you're going against some people that will box you. And you're going against the team. It's like you walking in on the Dallas Cowboys, the whole team, the managers, the owners, the assistant managers, the players, the defense, the help. They play as a team. Dallas plays as a team. New car dealers are more team than them because guess what? They, they keep score with money. Your money. So you walk in this dealership, little old lonesome you, we, we, got, we got to figure it out. Yeah, we're going to show them how, how the cow ate the cabbage. Oh, Bubba, no, you're not. You think they build $50 million dealerships on make, making great, great deals. Now, you can get a good deal. And there is some good deals out there for what you're trying to do. But the odds are, if you're not in control, you don't understand, the add-ons. The pack the payments, the little bitty stuff, and before you know it, you're out the door spending another extra three, four thousand. That's about like the Harley buyers. You know what? A friend of mine I've trained in the car business and a little bit in the motorcycle business. He was selling new Harleys, you know, and we were, I was over there one day, and this guy comes up with a stack of Harley apparel, and I said, man, he's buying a lot of stuff. He said, you know what? People average buying in apparel after they buy a new Harley. He said, it's $3,000. Oh, man, we got to look cool when we're riding our brand-new Harley. And I bought so many Harleys under 3,000 miles, I can't count them all. So anyway, you figured out, car dealer, how long he's had it. It's time to make the purchase. You know what your trade's worth. You know, you've made a decision. You've checked the market, see if it's new market, old market, what's going on. Uh, you've checked the time, September 15th. October 15th, we're going to have a market drop. It has happened the last 40 years. I don't think it's going to change. And you know what your trade's worth. You know, hey, and if you, you're trying to buy a vehicle and they, you're buying it off an individual, make sure and sell it to me. That way you can buy the other vehicle. Or if you're selling a car and the person needs to get rid of their car in order to buy your car, tell them go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. I want to buy your vehicle. 
I just bought yesterday, I, I gave a lady she needed $100 for a car that they bought from an individual. You ready for this? Salvage, rebuilt, and, and a bonded title. O2 Sable for $100. Salvage, rebuilt. Man, how, how, what, how worse could it be? I bought the car, helped them out. They've been customers of mine. You know, they've been offered 20 and $30 for the car, and they needed 100 so I gave them 100 for the car. But they didn't have the car long, and they bought it from a guy who they told him not to sell it. It wasn't worth it. I bought it for parts and going to help them out. Hey, we're going to take a break, and when it comes back, I'm going to give out my mobile number. I didn't even give out this number, did I? I get the Holy Spirit just rolling. This number here, if you want to call us, give us a call, 210-340-9585. Give us a call. There's no dumb questions, only dumb questions, the ones you don't ask. 210-340-9585. Give us a call. And, hey, my office number is 830-625-7159. I'm going to give those numbers out, plus my mobile, the second half. We're going to talk about Ezekiel. We're going to talk about is your opinion your God? If it is, it might be messing you up. We'll be right back. Thank you. I love you. Tell somebody to tune in. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is an auto dealership where you can buy from a dealer that truly cares most about your complete satisfaction before and after the sale. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's most exclusive and prestigious award, the President's Cabinet Award for 2013, 2014, and now 2015. This award recognizes operational superiority, high-volume sales, and most importantly, outstanding customer satisfaction. At North Park Toyota of San Antonio, we feature hassle-free, no games, no gimmicks, posted pricing every day on every vehicle. We don't mark them up just to mark them down. Every new Toyota comes with complimentary Toyota care, two years or 25,000 miles of no-charge maintenance with a complimentary car wash. And we will buy your car even if you don't buy ours. Appraisal purchase offer valid for 10 days from the date of appraisal. North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Thank you, San Antonio, for tuning in to KSLR, The Word, 6.30 a.m. here in San Antonio. Thank you, Shemai. Thank you, uh, Baron. Thank you, Michael, for putting a car dealer in amongst a bunch of preachers. Hallelujah. What is going on here, folks? Anyway, we're going to talk about Ezekiel. Get your Bible out. Ezekiel 13 and 10 in just a minute. And uh, get your pen and paper out because I'm going to give you my phone number and a bunch of other information that maybe you want to write down. I mean, 95% of my business right now is giving free information, helping people, giving them options, giving them direction, showing them what's going on. The other 5%, I'll buy your car, truck, whatever, equipment, box truck. I need some box trucks right now. Cargo vans, I buy any kind of condition cargo vans. I've got some late model, uh, low mileage cargo vans that are tremendous savings. Fifteen passenger vans. I buy them any condition, any length, whatever. And I've got some low mileage. I told you about a while ago, real cheap. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. But if you want to talk to us, you can give us a call here two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five. It's two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five. And my office number is eight three zero. Six two five seven one five nine, and my mobile number is eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. I get a lot of calls. Keep trying. If I don't get back with you that day, please call back. I will try to call you back. I've had so many people say, "I can't believe you returned my call." I want to talk to all of you. I want to learn. I want to know what you need to know. I want to help. I want to be your mentor. I want to be there for you. But Ezekiel 13.10 says, Because they lead my people astray, saying, Peace, when there is no peace. Because when a flimsy wall is built, they cover it up with whitewash. That's the lies. Whitewash is the lies. They sell you a flimsy car, maybe. And they cover it up with lies about like 
little lady I was talking about, I bought the $100 car. They, the guy lied to him and shouldn't have sold him the car, and the mechanic told him he shouldn't have sold the car, and it's got some issues, you know. But they covered up with whitewash. Therefore, they tell those who covered it up with whitewash that it is going to fall. Rain will come in tor- torrents, and I will send hailstones uh, hustling down, and violent winds will bur- bust forth. The wall will collapse, and the people, the people not ask, is there whitewash you covered it with any good or what? See, lies, knowing the truth and not telling the truth. It's like that guy sold that car to those people. He knew the truth, but he sold it to them anyway because money is his God. But when opinion is your God, and I, hey, I talked this. My opinion was one time my God. And I wanted to force it on you, and I would argue with you, and I wanted you to live by that way. And I would just go on and on and on. Finally, the Lord spoke to me one day. I said, you got an issue. So I went to inner healing. And when I went to inner healing, he showed me exactly what I was whitewashing, my opinion, what I was saying, trying to prove what was right, trying to prove my opinion when it sometimes it wasn't right. We all look at it different, just like you look at a car different, like there's a million different situations and a million things going on. But all know, in the car business, I had a man tell me yesterday, oh, man, you know, a little lie don't hurt. You got you to gotta be creative when you're selling. Is creative lying? Knowing the truth and not telling the truth? You've got to do what it takes to get it done. Is it because of the pressure from the owners and the managers? See, the owners and the managers make these dealerships. They do what the owners tell the managers, and then they it all trickles down. And so you got a dealership that's wanting to rip your head off? The owners and the managers do that. They run these businesses. They oversee these businesses. Wouldn't you if you got a... <clears throat> $50 million business, a business that takes a million and a half a month to open the door, takes about to the 25th where you're making money in the month, where they open the first of the month and they see they're behind in their department making money and clearing the overhead. They whitewash it. They'll tell you anything to get home field advantage, to get you into the... Right now, they're advertising. Unbelievable. And there is some great deals out there. And they're all hustling because they got too many 17s. We got 18s coming. We got repos coming. We got off-rentals coming, off-lease coming. We're going to have a big glut of cars, but not enough of the right stuff, of the really good cars. That's the key. I asked the general manager of Mannheim the other day, he said, I said, how many under 100,000-mile cars you got? I don't know. I said, you don't know what you have? I said, I, he said, well, what's the break level? I said, probably 120. I said, you need to know how many under 120,000-mile cars you have and then see how many over 150. Because 140, 150, when it gets tough, real tough to sell. And right now, when it gets 160, 170, really hard to sell. Over 200, almost impossible. Steel sales, got to be super cheap. So if you're looking at a vehicle, keep that in mind. You know, I'm buying a 170,000-mile vehicle. It ought to be a third of one that's a hundred. You know, think about what. Now, I'm going to put miles on this 170,000 mile car, and I'm going to resell it when it's over 200,000 miles. Will I get my value and my use out of it? And will it be something? If you can buy it cheap enough, you're in. And I'd advise it. But you got to buy it cheap enough. Talked to a lady the other day, bought a 170,000 mile car. And paid like it was 100,000 miles. And with 170,000 miles, there's going to be a few little odds and ends that needs to be fixed. That's normal. 
but she had a bunch of things to be fixed. Now she don't want it. It doesn't fit. She ended up she bought something she didn't really want or need. Now she wants to sell it, and everybody's telling her it's too many miles. Now she's at 180,000 miles, and she still owes the dealership she bought it from, buy here, pay here, you know, shop, shop, shop. You know, we get. I haven't touched on that lately. You got bad credit, yeah, you're going to have to pay 26.78% interest. But shop, make a better decision, buy. Hey, you're a valuable customer. Don't let these dealers, you walk into a dealership and they make you feel special because they're going to put you in something that they can't sell or they're going to put you in something they own super cheap. And it's, you know, here's the key. Dealers love to buy certain vehicles they can buy super cheap like BMWs. But they... Put the image on you. They make you convinced that it's worth a lot of money. So they put eight, ten thousand dollars profit on it. And then you got to pay twenty seven percent interest, then you got to pay your income tax, it's after tax dollar. And the BMWs, older BMWs, man, be ready to work on it. Hey, they're not bulletproof. What man makes breaks. There's two kinds of cars afford and can't afford. Them you can't afford. They get some miles on them, and they go to breaking. You better have Fort Knox behind you because it's going to take a lot of money to fix that automobile. So that's the problem that we're seeing so much. People get excited. Oh, they're selling me a Cadillac. Oh, ain't I special? They they must think a lot of me. You're a valuable customer. You got a thousand, two thousand down. You can handle three, four hundred a month, and they don't care if it's six months or a year because they got your down payment. They're gonna put a GPS on it. They're gonna follow you around town if you're going to church, if you're going to beer joint. They know exactly where you're at. If you're going to a funeral home, look. Hey, I know a guy that couldn't catch two brothers that had two trucks, and he, they knew his uncle died, and so he knew what time they were going to the funeral home. He repoed both of them right there. Of course, they were smart enough to disconnect the GPSs, and so he couldn't track them. He'd lost track on them. So when he got to the funeral home, they picked him up. So, But you're a valuable customer. Buy what makes sense. Don't let just don't get excited when you walk into a buy here, pay here place and they want to finance me. Hey, they think I'm special, man. They're going to put me in a BMW. They're going to put me in a Cadillac. They don't care because when it breaks down, they'll come pick it up and they'll fix it and go sell it to somebody else. I had a dealer tell me the other day, this is the fifth time I've repoed this truck. I made so much money on it, you ain't believing it. I get three grand, two grand down. I get four, five, six payments. I go repossess it. I clean it up. I put it back on a lot, and I sell it again. Man, I'm making a lot of money. Well, see, you're renting a car. You're renting a truck. Make a better decision. You're valuable because you got down payment. You can make a payment. But make get common sense. Can I afford that payment? I had a man call me yesterday. He's got a $575 payment, and right now he's disabled. He's got a back problem, and he's having to retire. I'm trying to get his payment down to 400 When we discussed it, he still owes 30 something thousand, $32,000, and he paid 28000 for the truck. Excuse me? That don't add up. You pay 28000 you owe 32000 How long you've had it? Uh, almost two years. So he's had it almost two years, so he's paid in six hundred a month. Well that's you know, seventy that's fourteen thousand he's paid in. He owes thirty two thousand, he paid twenty eight thousand. Wow. I think and he said at first I thought I got a great deal, but I must not have. And he needs the payment. And he kept telling the salesman, he told me, he said, I told the salesman four twenty five is all I can afford. And he said they'd come back and said, nope, said 600 He said, I finally got them down to 575 I, They wore me out. Yeah, they wore you out. They put the guilt trip on you. They push your button. They know all the psychology deals. Oh, man, you, you need a new truck. You deserve a new truck. Oh, you got easy payment. Let well, easy payments going on for Fourteen thousand dollars. He owes thirty-two thousand on a truck. He paid twenty-eight thousand. Oh man, ain't that fun? 
hope you're not in that situation. I hope you're learning from this show to add up that stuff. You know, if he would have sat down with a calculator, wrote down everything the salesman saw, and he would have pushed in these numbers and figured it out, I'm paying 28000 and now I owe $45,000? How's that figure? Is that interest? Or is that add-ons? Did you pack payments? You know, I showed you all this a while ago. The coming crackdown on dealer fraud. And, and I, there's a gold chance, go to jail, do not pass go, collect 200, policemen hauling him off. Well, that's dealers. This is a dealer magazine. Dealerships that employ flim-flam artists are about to get slammed. That flim-flam artist, oh, yeah. When I use the term flim-flam artist, this is the the Arthur writing, I am referring to those folks who usually but not always resident in the dealership's F&I operation who are committing felonies. Felonies. Oh, man. In dealerships? My neighbor asked me the other day, what are you on the radio about? And I said, learn to buy and sell cars.com. She said, what are you trying to do? I said, tell the truth. The truth about the car business? There's no lies, is there? I said, excuse me? There's no lies? I said, there's plenty of lies in the car. I said, there's plenty of felonies, plenty of violations. Not in the cars business, she said. I said, oh, yeah, in the car business. She's so naive. I said, you know, just like I told her, I said, y'all are Dallas Cowboy fans, yeah. I said, at the end of the game, the score is, is a score, and everybody forgets it. Usually can't remember it very long. I said, but when in the car business, it's money we keep score with. And at the end of the excitement of owning that brand new car and that new smell and the shine on it, then it gets dirty, it rains, this, that, and the other. But it carries on. The score carries on for 60, 72 months, 84 months. Most of the people don't even know how long they financed the car. Wouldn't you know exactly how long you financed the car? You signed a contract. Is it a promissory note? You're promising to pay it? Do you know what the interest rate is? I had an account manager at another radio station. Sit in the sit in my show for two months because they didn't trust me. They don't turn me loose. They said, "This wild man, we don't want him on the air. We better get a policeman in there." So they stuck my account manager in there with me. So after two months, they figured out I was okay, and so they quit holding my hand and he left. But a month later, he said, "Hey, I need to sell my car. I need to get something different." I said, "Okay, what do you owe? I don't know. Who do you owe it to? I don't know." Do you make the payments? Yeah. You make the payment? Yeah. What's the interest rate? I don't know. How much more payments do you owe? I don't know. So you made a promissory note and you don't know nothing about it? Excuse me. I didn't mean to bust your bubble, Bubba. You're not telling your business. So anyway, we find out... Looks at his checkbook, find out where he's sending this money. He sent it to Chicago, Illinois. He didn't even, didn't even pay any attention to that. He had a payment book and sent the payments, this, that, and the other. And so after sitting in my show for two months, he didn't learn anything. What does he do? He goes, buys a black SS Camaro. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you. He got four kids. Boy, I have fun picking on him. You need to take the trunk off, put your two strap in two seats and pay it, point them backwards. I don't know if it's legal, but how are you going to carry four kids and a, and a wife in a SS Camaro? Now he'd like to sell it. He owes more than it's worth. But at least I taught him one thing. He knows who financed it, what his interest rate is, and how many payments he's got going. But, it, you know, too many people are walking around. They don't know. It's your hard-earned money. Take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. But I'd take care of it just a little better 
than what you're, you know, what you're doing. Peace. We talked about Ezekiel with peace. Do you have peace? Peace in your mind? Are you happy with your decisions? Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with your opinion? Do you get offended easily? You know, I have people making fun of what I drive. They think they can offend me. <laughs> They're wrong there, Bubba. It's just like that, my buddy, you know, drove up on that new Mercedes. He said, are you jealous? I said, no, I'm not jealous. I said, you know, I don't, I'm not jealous of the payments. I'm not jealous of the insurance you got to pay. I'm not jealous of your loss of value. He said, what do you mean loss of value? I said, you give $130,000 for that car. Yep. I said, how many miles a year are you going to put on? Oh, 30, 35,000. So I said, in three years, it's going to be worth 25 or 30. Huh? I said, you like losing 100 grand? Oh, you, by the way, that's after tax money. You know, you, you, you cost you about 130 to lose 100. I said, uh, maybe you're not, you don't want to enjoy that car a little long. You might have to get you a throwaway car. So you can run around, put a bunch of miles on it, and you're not going to lose any value. Well, that was a year and a half ago. This throwaway car sitting on about 70,000 miles. His high-dollar Mercedes sitting on 12,000 miles. Still got some value because he ain't going to lose it all. He's going to enjoy it longer. The good part about this story is affording can't afford. There's two kinds of cars, and he can afford it. May not like it. I know a lot of people. Hey, they talk about Walton that owned Walmart. He drove an old pickup. What could he afford? He could afford whatever the world he wants. He could afford that Bentley that went down the road the other day and went out in the pasture in it. $400,000 Bentley. Mercy. He can afford anything in the world he wants. But, you know, have you got peace with yourself when you do it? Have you got peace with yourself at the end of the month? Has your head straight? Do you need inner healing? Because something in you triggers to buy something you can't afford or you really shouldn't buy? Do you need peace with yourself? Um. Well, I got that peace. I wish everybody had the peace on transportation that I have. I could care less. I want something that starts. Nice to have cold air, but I can drive without air. I want something that starts and get me from point A to point B. That's the key. But if you can afford it, buy it. If that's what you need, if it fits your situation. Single moms and nobody around, they need a nice car, something dependable. If you can't work on a car, disabled, you need a nice vehicle. Make it fit your budget. And I'm steering you wrong. You know, I, I believe in new cars. I believe in people buying new cars, number one. we got to have new cars to have used cars, and I want people to buy new cars. But you got to make that right decision that fits your budget. If you've got peace, will a salesman lie to you, just like in Ezekiel? Will a dealership, will the, hey, what about ads on radio and TV? Have you noticed how many ads are on? I'm a, I'm a radio junkie. I, I admit it. I listen to a lot of radio. I got earbuds. I got Walkmans. If I'm cutting the grass, if I'm watering something, or I'm working, or I'm doing something, I got radio going. I can't believe how many ads and how many of these ads. Oh, we got the great. And now, one dealership that takes about eight hours to sell you a car said they'll give you a price and a trade-in price in 15 minutes. But the only problem is they give you half price. How you know? I talked to, to this to a manager of a bunch of used car uh, managers at a bunch of dealerships. How can you stay on the market when you're always in the dealership at your office? And now they're making their managers get out and walk around the auction, see what's going on. They listen to me. I've got a lot of dealerships that change their advertising because they listen to me. That's the key. Listening and learning. But if they're sitting in that office, they don't they don't know what a bad motor car is worth. They don't know what a bad transmission car is worth. They don't know what a hundred and fifty thousand mile car is worth. 
I had a dealership that was ragging on me about my show. I said, but hey, general manager, who do you call when you need help on one of your friend's cars? You. I said, yeah, okay. You need to know what it's worth. Sometimes I get them, sometimes I don't. I understand the game. I just want to be in the game. That's why I want to be in the game on your trade. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to buy your vehicle. Hey, and it don't cost you maybe 15 minutes. Look at your car. Go to my website, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Describe the car to me, and I'll make you an offer on the car. Or give me a call at my office, 830-625-7159. Or my mobile. My mobile number is 830-708-4789. Give me a call. Keep trying me. Uh, I want to talk to you. That's part of, you know, I, I'm here to help you, to mentor you. 95% of my business goes back to you. Free information to help you make a better decision. Understand what's going on in the market. Understand my, my naive uh, neighbor thinks there's nothing going on in the car business. If I show her these magazines, she'd faint. There's so much that's going on that you don't understand. You you need to learn. You need, go to my website, learn to buy and sell cars.com. I'm on this station is for the Christians. And that's why that's the only station I give out my mobile. I give it out to help you. Go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Look at what other stations I'm on because all my shows are different. I've worked to gather up the information for the listeners I have. Some of them over the world. I work on showing the light that shines in me. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to do the best I can to help you every way I can. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you. 6.30 a.m. The Word. God bless San Antonio. God bless Texas. And God bless America. And God bless uh, Trump and Pence. Because they need protection. They need help. And they need God's guidance. And I hope they continue to walk with the Lord. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.